Hey there, welcome to the Northwest Audio Podcast Midweek Formation. My name is Nick. I'm the community pastor here at Northwest, and I'm here with our lead pastor, Luke. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Today we're continuing our walk through the spiritual practices, talking about the practice of celebration and Ooh. gratitude. Ooh. Yeah. Last week we talked about fasting. This week we're talking about feasting. Come on. The good stuff. Having a good time. Let's go. You know, and one thing that I noticed as I was looking at all of this, I was like, oh, you know, I was listening to last week's podcast and like, oh, fasting is mentioned 70 times in scripture. Well, Luke, rejoicing and joyful and joy, it's used 430 times. Wow. That is so many more than 70. So many more than 70. So if that's evidence enough for you, it means that you should be rejoicing all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, joy is all throughout scripture. We cannot forget that. There is celebration and creation. Every time God creates something, he looks at it and he says, it's good. That's good. He doesn't look at it and says like, oh, it's all right. Like that's cool. That's I'd, passing. Yeah, that's, that's passing. passing. That that works. That's sufficient, I guess. <laughs> that's a utilitarian purpose. No, no, no. It's that's good. It's good. I'm happy with that. Um, there's celebration in law. There's all sorts of festivals and things that God says, hey, if you want to live with me, you need to celebrate. You need to party. God knows how to party, my friends. God knows how to party. Celebration in the words of Jesus, he says, your joy may be complete. That's what he desires to do. He desires to make joy complete. John Ortberg, in his book, The Life You've Always Wanted, he says, we have to remember that God is the happiest being in existence. And I think that is so true. We cannot forget that God is happy. God is happy. The joy of the Lord is our strength, as Nehemiah 8.10 says. The joy of the Lord is our strength. God is not upset. God is not sad. God is not moping around through life. God is pleased. Mm. God is happy. And God, God sees the bad things that happen, and he says, you know what? I can still work with that. He shrugs it off, and he moves forward, and he says, we are still going to end things on a good note. God is extremely optimistic, <laughs> if you really think about it, and for good reason, because he knows what happens at the end. So if God can be optimistic and he knows what's going to happen, I think we can be too. I, I just needed to be reminded of that. Like, that was so refreshing to hear. I also need to be reminded of that. I, I won't lie to you. I, that wasn't in my notes. I just said that, and I was like, Phew. Yeah, well, I think the Spirit gave it to you to share it. That, yeah. was, that was awesome. Uh, absolutely. God is optimistic. Man. Because he knows the end of the story. Man, that's good. And so with that like perspective, that should make this practice so simple. Do you think the practice will help create and cultivate a spirit of optimism? Maybe. I think um, it, actually, it actually ties into the, one of the quotes that I put in here from Brene Brown. She says, uh, without exception, every person I interviewed who described living a joyful life or who described themselves as joyful actively practiced gratitude and attributed, the, attributed their joyfulness to their gratitude practice. And both joy and gratitude were described as spiritual practices that were bound to a belief in human interconnectedness and a power greater than us. I do love me some Brene Brown. 
Love Brene Brown. The, that little higher power greater than us. We know that God is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. We know that man God Jesus. is Jesus. Um, dude. Okay, so that I heard that gratitude has the ability to rewire your brain. Well, yeah. Well, it's to, to, that that answers your question too. Of like, I feel like practicing gratitude, practicing joy, actually will boost your optimism because I think that scientifically, like. There's even science behind, like, if you smile more, you'll end up happier. Like, like just making yourself smile will actually boost those chemicals in your brain and bring more joy to your life. How simple of a task is that? Like, that's like the easiest thing. If you want to be happier, smile more. literally just smile more. Even when you don't feel like it, just smile even more. Even if you have nothing to smile about, which is, which is a false dichotomy because yes. you have got plenty to to smile about that's true and that's another thing is that we don't think about that too of like we're in we're in the united states you know a lot of us are you know sitting somewhat comfortably you know financially and all these different things like we have a lot of things to be grateful for we have a lot of things i mean if you're listening to this podcast you have a device to listen to this podcast on hmm. that is something to be thankful for that you had you had you had the the funds to buy something like that you have the means to have access to this kind of um information this means of media that some people otherwise don't have yeah i mean that's so good creating so so creating a habituation of gratitude like thinking through how thinking through your life and evaluating it in a way where you are expressing yourself gratitude and smiling more and is gratitude amplified when gratitude is spoken out loud, you think? Or is gratitude like an inner experience? You know what I mean? Like, is gratitude something mm. that I can manifest within myself and my inner self? Or is gratitude something I have to, like, say out loud, I am so grateful for my wife and children? Or I think it's probably both. I think there's a level of the, you know, in the heart that, like, that's where the magic happens. Like, if you don't believe it, like it won't be worth anything. Like you can say it all you want, but if you don't actually, if you're not actually grateful for those things, it won't mean anything. But I, I do think, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. Like there is power in speaking things out. There is power in, in saying something and it like bring it into actual existence rather than it just being this far back thought, mm. um, like writing it down. Um, I know some people that will write down the things they're grateful for and like put it on their mirror in their bathroom so that every morning they get up and they see that on their mirror. Like of like that, they're just reminded of those things. Um, because so, if I stopped, if I stopped and I thought about my life, I would have so much more to be grateful for than what I'm even feeling in the moment. Absolutely. You know I mean? Like if I just took a pause and was, you know, wow, like I'm like really grateful for you, bro. Like I'm really grateful for oh, so <laughs> this nice. local church. I'm really grateful. I'm also just grateful for God. You know, I'm just grateful yes. that God loves me. And I'm grateful that I've got a good community around me. How, but we like never stop and think about that. Cause it's just too simple. That's like way, you know In what I mean? In the beautiful words of Ferris Bueller, <laughs> life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Wow. You just quoted Ferris Bueller. I'm such a big fan of that movie. It's a good movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a good movie. Yeah, let me quote Jesus. So Jesus, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's like, he's like, yeah, you can quote verse Bueller you want, but Jesus says this. Just joking. This I'm is a church. Joking. Oh, this uh, is so good, Nick. I, I think that's just, 
listener right now, just take a pause and take an inventory of the things in your life that you can be grateful for and the things that you can celebrate, the things that are worth smiling about. I'm just I I'm just in all of this because and it's funny because this isn't new to me, this whole this whole practice. I when I was um when I was in high school, we had a thing for like uh you could vote for you know, you have like senior most, like class clown most likely to succeed all the things. Um that we had one that was most inspirational senior. Hmm. And I won that award when I was a senior and my speech was about this was about like there's always a reason to smile like that was my motto all throughout high school and people knew that like that was my thing there's always a reason to smile i'm like that's there's never a reason that like trumps your smile because especially as a believer if you are a follower of jesus if you are a follower of god that is like the biggest reason to smile like, come on, man. Just there's there's power in that. Yeah. It's just so uh challenging to stop and like recall that. It is. And I and I, I wanna say, okay, as the the teacher would say in Ecclesiastes, in Ecclesiastes three, there's a season for everything. So I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that, um, oh, just be happy all the time because you're a Christian, so you need to be happy now. Um, because there are seasons that you should lament. There are seasons that you should grieve. There are seasons that you should um, fast and accept that. But there are also seasons where we should celebrate. And I would say we should celebrate most of the time. A good majority of our of our life should be spent celebrating. Um, the theologian Louis Smeeds, I think I'm pronouncing his last name right, Smeeds, uh, he said, Quote, to miss out on joy is to miss out on the reason for your existence. This whole practice of gratitude and celebration is meant to remind you of who you are. Okay? It's a reminder of who you are and who God is. To bring yourself back to the carefree, no-pressure, joy-filled life with God. And I say carefree and no pressure, and we're like, oh, that's ridiculous. But Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And God says, God comes in and he says, yes, bad things happen, but I know the end. So I'm optimistic. Like, if God doesn't feel any pressure about what is going to happen at the end because he knows, like, like, we shouldn't feel any pressure. We should trust that God's got us covered. And I think that's something that's lost on us, personally. I think that's lost on us in this generation is trusting that God will take care of us and trusting that God has our back, whether it's like financial problems or um, relationship, marriage problems, whatever it is, there's always something in our life that we're not willing to trust God with and that we don't think that God will actually take care of. But all throughout scriptures, that's what God's doing. God is just inviting you to trust him time and time and time again. And then he's showing you that you can trust him. And so that's what this practice is. This practice is really an invitation to trust. It's an invitation to trust that God has you and an invitation to celebrate that God has had you in the past and that he has you now. Um, and so, so practical ways to do this, okay? 
when you wake up in the morning, think of the things you're grateful for. You know, like I said before, you maybe you write them down on your on your mirror or or maybe you put it on your your phone as the the alarm, like you change the title of your alarm. Um, I know for a season I was feeling like I wasn't thinking of the Holy Spirit enough, and so I made the title of my alarm Holy Spirit. So the first thing I thought of every single day, the first words I saw were Holy Spirit every day. So maybe that's something you need to do. Maybe you just need to think of something that you're grateful for each day and make that the title of your alarm. Something as simple as that. And praise God for those things. Um, some more things, ways to practice this. Smile more. Eat good food. You know, to the opposite of fasting. Eat good food. Enjoy it. God gave you taste buds for a reason. Go love that food. Spend time with your friends and your family. Do the things that bring you joy. Go on walks. Go in nature. Go do what you want to do. Allow those things to bring you close to a God that designed you to live and enjoy this world. God did not make this world super awesome and spectacular and beautiful and enjoyable so that you had to like, you know, look from a distance and say, man, I wish I could do, I wish I could go enjoy that. You know, he didn't, he didn't create you to just fast indefinitely forever. He wants you to enjoy life and celebrate and experience joy. So go do that. Go do that. That's a good practice to do. Um, I guarantee guarantee uh as we talk about how the spiritual practices are about creating a space for god to fill and creating a space for god to change you and morph you into a person of love i guarantee that practicing gratitude and celebration becoming moved in joy will make you a more loving person because if i'm in a bad mood i'm going to take that out on other people if I'm not grateful for the things that are around me and I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling like God doesn't have my back and I'm worried. I'm worried about the finances. I'm worried about the relationships. I'm worried about all these different things. You know, like Matthew said, Matthew 6 says, you know, you know, it's, it's don't worry about all these things, Jesus. Says. Don't worry about all of the different things, what you will eat, what you will wear. Seek first the kingdom of God. All of these things will be added to you. If we can just take a moment to trust that God has our back, to remind ourselves that God is here for us, that God loves us, that God's happy, and that we can be happy too, that right there is a reason to celebrate, a reason to be grateful, and a reason to love. Because now we just operate in this, this overflowing, this abundance of joy. I'm sure, listener, you can think of a person in your life that is filled with joy, and they're always great to be around. Why? Because everybody loves someone that's filled with joy. And someone that's filled with joy loves on people really well. There's no doubt about that. Those two things are, are inextricably tied. Love and joy. The more loving you become, the more you love on people, the more joyful you'll become. And the more joyful you become, the more you'll love on people. It's just a never-ending cycle. And it's a beautiful thing, the way that God does that. So that's the practice. That's what I have on my notes for today. It's, an, it's a beautiful practice. And it's a practice that, man, 
I don't. I think that of all the spiritual practices, this is probably the one that I have engaged the least. Which is funny. That when we think of spiritual practices, we're like fasting, mm-hmm. silence and solitude. Yep. We always forget that there is a spiritual practice of literal joy. Well, I think it's because we correlate practices to sometimes obligations. Mm-hmm. And this one doesn't require very much work, Mm-mm. but it does require you to like change your mindset. Yes. It, and that's harder than we think it is. It's much more difficult than you think it is. Yeah. Like it's actually, um, it requires some time to yep. uh, stop and pray. It requires a sacrifice to fast. It requires it, it, it there's some obligation to the other practices. Right. But what is required of gratitude is a change of mindset and, and an intentional way of thinking. Mm. And um, I don't know why that seems so scary. <laughs> it is. It's, well, it's, it's not the task that's difficult. It's the, the mindset that's, that's difficult. Yeah. And, and that, honestly, is so hard for us to do. I mean, think about it. When you're in a bad mood, it's so hard to get you out of that bad mood. It is very difficult. I mean, it's like the um, the saying of uh, a thousand bad things said to you. Without, like, no, 999 good things right, yes. said to you, and then a, the, the one... Bad thing will trump all of those things. Yes, that's the one you'll remember. Well, yeah. if you flip it the other way, if there's one bad thing that's plaguing you right now, it's going to take 999 things that are good. Dude! To make yes. you feel better about yourself and to make you feel better about your life. So, listener, write down 999 things. <laughs> well, <No. laughs> seriously, like 999 things that I'm grateful for. Like that's a great, that's a great thing to meditate on. Cause I I, do, I, I have so much that I'm grateful for. And I would have I would struggle to write down. I, I had the students do this once. Uh it was around Thanksgiving time. So, you know, naturally that's a good lesson to do there. Um, but I was like, write down, you know, 20 things that you're grateful for. And some of them like got down to like six and they were like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And what that made me think of is that like, we don't think about it enough. We don't. If we thought about it more then maybe we'd have more things to, that would come to mind. I would say, I'm grateful for this long list of things. And so that's great. You know, I, um, this whole practice is making me think of a kind of a, a life motto that ha- I have used for many years, and this is just me talking to myself. It's a little life motto of, Luke, you're always going to want what you don't have, mm. and you're always going to want to be where you're not. Mm. But once you get what you want, and once you get to where you want to be, it still won't be enough. Wow. And I have always lived by that self, um, this little like self-created motto, just, you know, just by distilling the reality of life around me, like people always want what they don't have. They want to be where they're yeah. not, but once they get it and once they want to get to where they're going, it doesn't satisfy. It's never enough. What's funny about that is that that's such a sad, in most people, in most people's eyes, that is a super sad mindset. Yes. But, but what but I'm also, saying, also that perspective, like kind of brings a level of peace. I think that, Gratitude is the solution to that. Yeah. Like, I, I think that um, I'm just aware of I want what I don't have and I want to be where I'm not. But I'm also aware of that what I, once I get what I want and once I get to where I want to be, 
I still won't be totally satisfied. Yeah. And so with that, I can be okay where I'm at. I can just, I can. Gratitude yeah. for where I'm at. Yeah. And gratitude for wow. what I have resolves that. Yeah, right. That's good. And I've always known that deep down, but to practice that in application, in an intentional application by speaking it over yourself, like I'm grateful for the things that I have taken for granted. I've taken um, every, most of the things in my life I've taken for granted, right? The human relationships, yeah. the ones that matter the most, like family, children, um, the community of God. You know, you, you do something long enough like church work and all of a sudden you become inoculated of the things around you and you begin to take for granted what is actually a, a wonderful privilege and gift. Yeah. And I think gratitude is the solution to all of that. All yeah. of that. I'm so grateful for this local church, Nick. And I'm so grateful for, for good people to lead this church with, like you and Maddie and little Judea, who, by the yeah, way, she leads is that my church. Gal. She, she leads the church so well. She's a sweetie. <laughs> I'm grateful for the board. I'm grateful for the staff. I'm grateful for the attenders, the guests, the visitors, the volunteers, every single stinking human in this place. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my kids, even when I want to pull my hair out. Yeah. With my kids. And it is just so easy to take your spouse for granted. But if you just stop and you're like, I am so grateful for him or her, it really changes your mindset. Yeah. Who'd have thunk, man? Gratitude. Secret sauce. Yeah. Secret it sauce. it honestly, that is it's one of those uh hidden gems. Yep. We don't think about the things that are are so simple and so easy as as smiling and writing down things that you're grateful for. And when you get in the car, maybe maybe like trying to laugh a little bit. Have you ever laughed in the car by yourself? No, but I'm going to try it this afternoon. <laughs> or even even there's something that's funny in our culture right nowadays. This is this is so real. This is so real. When you see something funny online, how often do you actually laugh out loud? Or have you actually gotten to a point where you see it and you go and then you scroll past. Like we've even like desensitized ourselves to funny things because we are just consuming so many things that we're like, oh, that's funny. And we just say the words, that's oh, funny. Oh, that's funny. But like when was the last time you sat down and you just laughed? Like sometimes I'll be listening to a podcast and something they'll say something funny and I'll just let myself, I'll allow myself to laugh out loud in the car, to burst out in laughter. Well, once Judea starts like, Forming words and stumbling over herself, like you'll start laughing out loud. <laughs> like when when your kids start <laughs> trying to say words but can't, <laughs> or when they fall. Like I I hate to say it, but when your kids trip, it's funny, and like you feel bad for laughing at your kids when they trip. But you know, gosh, my kids are so darn clumsy. But <laughs> it is truly funny. Just even thinking oh, about it man. right now, it's got me laughing. But it's the slapstick humor of life that gets me every time. It's like, yeah. uh, it's, it's like, oh my gosh. Well, I think that's a good place to end. So I think that the call to action is to practice gratitude. Yeah. Be, wow. Practice gratitude. Celebrate. Celebrate the life you have. Write the things down. Smile more. Eat good food. All the things. Enjoy it. Enjoy this, enjoy the life that God has given you. That's so good. This This podcast will be like, 10x more popular than last week's fasting. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, I'd much rather be happy than fast. <laughs> <laughs>
Feasting time. But do not let yourself think that fasting is not important. Yep. That's still important. So, yeah. If you have any questions or things that you want us to talk about on the podcast, you can let us know by going to the media tab on the website at mercyroadnw.com. We encourage you to do that and get involved in this. Uh, wrestle with the things that you struggle with. Uh, on our website, you'll also be able to find more details and information about our community. And you can get a hold of me or Luke there as well if you go to our staff page. Um, so thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye.